right, guys, welcome into another episode of From A to Z. I know this is a little different. Um, the co-host is taking over. Um, Arthur wasn't able to make it this time for this episode, but that's all right. I got two great individuals um, uh, toning in for him on this episode. Um, a couple, of, uh, many of you may know him on in the Twitter first. Uh, one of them is Q, and the other one is Sin, aka Cinderella. Both on Twitter, both big personalities on Twitter. And, you know, we're going to break down the game and, um, you know, as far as the previous game against uh, Georgia State. And then we're going to look at, you know, the upcoming matchup against Arkansas. Fellas, what did you guys think about last week? You know, so, look, the environment was absolutely electric. I haven't felt an environment like that from the fans to how the production went in a long time. Now, I had I went to every single home game last year. The Auburn game was probably the closest like fan experience, but the production was just so much better. I mean, with the LED lights, with the ribbon board, with the video board, with the new PA system where you can actually hear the guys say words. <laughs> I mean, it was it was incredible. Absolutely loved it. An absolutely amazing experience. If you have not uh, gone or if you are, haven't planned on going, try to go during the the next night uh, game. It is incredible. Yeah, yeah man. I uh, yeah. To back off Sin's uh, sentiments. It was it was good to see, man. It was good to see. Uh, first off, football is back, so I am mm-hmm. I am excited. Um, Gamecock football is back. Uh, best time of the year, and so that that's that's always a good thing for me. But beyond that, man, the improvements both on and off the field were visible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing for uh, Gamecock football right now. So, man, it was good. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I, I agree, guys. I mean, it was a great start to the season. Um, not what most thought, but if you if you know the game of football, you kind of expected what basically happened on the field that night. Other Besides mm-hmm. the special teams toning up the way they did and showing out the way they did, obviously that was a – a really great surprise. Um, but, you know, with, with the whole atmosphere, the new LED lights, as Sim was saying, absolute great addition. Um, at, you know, seeing the different things they did um, for the for the players. Uh, one, of the, one of the big ones was the lineup. They would do just the normal lineup, read the names, that kind of thing. But this year they did a video, and they had the guys do signature poses and all that through the video shoot uh, that they did with uh, Which is James Quantz. Which was good. James Quantz, so – um, and you know, the clowning, the clowning Jersey retirement. I mean, it was all very well done. Give the staff all the credit in the world. Justin King, the creative media team, you know, Chance Miller, you know, Eric Nichols, give all those guys, all the props in the world for the show they put on, on Saturday, you know, this past Saturday. Now, I 100% agree with you on that. That That's mm-hmm. big. Justin is the best in the biz, man. Right, shout out to Justin. Oh, big facts. Big, big, big facts. And now, now, like like you said, like we were saying, the game went the way most of us thought. And, and when I say that, guys, how, how how do you feel like it went for y'all? I know. So, like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much. Look, it is week one. Okay, there there are going to be a lot of we- a lot of weird things that happen in week one. Okay, right. I mean, that's just how it is. It doesn't matter what team you are, other than like Alabama. 
Georgia. If you are not the elite of the elites, you are going to have some weird things that happen in week one that don't end up happening the rest of the season. Okay, Mm -hmm. look, I'm a big special teams guy. That was probably one of the greatest, if not the best special teams performances in South Carolina football history. Heck, that how special teams went that game probably goes toe-to-toe of like NCAA history. I don't know. I'm not going to get into all of that, but it was incredible. Um, Offensive-wise, I mean, we still have to learn how to block. That is Mm -hmm. going to be the big question mark. That's what the issue was last year. That's what the issue is going to be this year. We will see how this offense line is tomorrow when they play um, Arkansas. I mean, that's just how it, it is. We're going to get into SEC football right away. They will. We will find out if they can do it or if they can't. Um, I will say defensively, if I hear one person slander that defensive line for how they played in Georgia State, just absolutely no. They dominated. <laughs> dominated. Sacks are not a real stat. Do not look know. at sacks as how how the defense – uh, how the defense line dominated. Jordan Birch was in the backfield more than Jemias Williams was. Okay, that defense That's line facts. dominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, it's a great point, man. Um, you know, in South Carolina, they did everything they needed to do there. Um, you know, from, from that from that standpoint, um, it's just I agree. Yeah, they. Uh, they, they thing I, I do want people to understand, though, is you measure your game. As I've said famously, you know, Sin, you know, mm-hmm. I've said this. Week two is the game. This is where you measure mm-hmm. how our team's going to be this year. Mm-hmm. We can show you where we're going to be at by this week. We were, Last mm-hmm. week was not the week to measure anything off of. You go in there, you get a win, and you get out. That was the goal. You enjoy your That's crowd. Right. You make sure the crowd is in it, and you did some exciting things. For one, you need to see where you Can your special teams be a factor whenever your game's on the line? That's something you need to see week one when you play a game like Georgia State. And your special team showed you, hey, we're here to help win the game. Mm-hmm. Your defense, look at, look at Nick. Once again, another person I brought up. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I absolutely 100% agree. And, you know, the thing about it is that we look at it like, did we really expect South Carolina to show a lot against Georgia State? Of course not. No. Of course absolutely. not. Absolutely not. You know, you know and that, that – no. Exactly, exactly. And the thing about it too, man, is that were we underestimated Georgia State a little bit? That that could also be a possibility. You they look are at, a good team. They are. You look at them, they, they bring the fourth amount, most amount of players back in the country. I mean, that in is a country. solid stat. Eighth-ranked eighth rushing offense in the country last year returned everyone. Mm-hmm. And they almost beat Auburn at Auburn. They should have beat them. That should have been yeah. a win. That should have been. I agree. Like, I, I feel like South Carolina fans jumped on that, jumped on the way they won in a very harsh way to to a certain extent. I get the offensive line wasn't blocking, but we can't open the anger. We can't send all that anger towards Satterfield just yet because we don't know what the game plan was there. 
Most of us have an idea what it was, but you can't ex- expect us to open that playbook against Georgia State. You just can't expect it. So we'll see, obviously, what we're made of tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. Um, you know, some big things for Arkansas. They're going to be without some players. You know, they're going to have – South Carolina is going to have an advantage to an extent at certain positions. And, you know, I, I, we'll see. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing is that what South Carolina did Saturday night against Georgia State and what they showed was was positive. And it's stuff to build on. But at the same time, you see people, see fans, see, pe- you know, media talking about, well, South Carolina didn't do this or South Carolina did that. It doesn't matter. They did mm-hmm. that. Special teams is part of the game. Mm-hmm. So that shouldn't even be a, a topic of a conversation. Correct. Agreed. I agree. I agree. And I mean, no. and one thing, and one thing they yeah. will have to understand what what fans need to understand is, once again, Shane Beamer, and I can't emphasize this enough, took over a team. Yeah, we, um, yeah, yeah. Shane Beamer took over a team that had some issues. And mm-hmm. what South Carolina was able to do, I mean, is is strong, you know. I mean, what they've been able to been able to accomplish is tremendous. And in the short amount of time that he's done this, is you know insane. And, and you got to think it's on and off the field too. Let's not forget right. Morel. Morel plays a huge role in how kids play. Right. right. No, I, I, absolutely. Absolutely does. Now, you know, obviously closing the book on this win, um, going to play Arkansas today when you're listening to this or, you know, tomorrow as we're recording now, what are your final thoughts about that Georgia State game? You know, um, look, the environment was was insane. Special teams had a historic uh, – uh, a day um, defensively, the defense played really, really, really solid. Look, that defense line dominated. The run defense was it was good. Okay, mm-hmm. the run defense was good. They had a couple of big of a of a big running plays in the fourth quarter when mm-hmm. I would have to go back and watch. But we were probably playing some backups. Okay, and they were probably playing their starters. Okay, so if you take away those yards. They don't – I mean, it didn't really look that good, okay? But that's right, because we stopped the run for most of the game against one of the best rushing defenses in the country. I mean, a rushing offense in the country. Offensive, offensively, look, Spencer, he is super talented. Yeah, he got a little greedy with that second interception, okay? I understand that. I watched it. I'm not mad about that one, okay? He got greedy. I'm okay with it. That first one, that's not on him. The running game, Lloyd looked amazing, okay? No, he didn't go off for 150 yards, but that's because of the offensive line. If we can learn how to block, I'm not – I am not lying. If we can learn how to block tomorrow, we win this game. If we don't block, we're going to get blown out. Yeah, that's true. It's going to start in the trenches. Tomorrow's in the Mm -hmm. trenches. 
Tomorrow mm-hmm. will begin and end in those trenches. It's the we, have, we have the advantage. Yeah, we have the advantage now coaching-wise on defensive line versus their defensive line. We have the, the coaching advantage. Do we mm-hmm. take advantage of that? Do, what do, what does tomorrow look like is is going to be a key factor in how things are going to roll. But I will say, like I like I agree with Sin and I agree with you. I do believe we did exactly what we needed to do. We won that game in a convincing fashion because mm-hmm. that was still three touchdowns. No matter how you put that, there was three touchdowns mm-hmm. between the score we had and the score they had. That's three mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yep. So we did exactly what we need to do, and we got out of Williams Bryce Stadium with the win. We did, we did, and let's you know talk about individual spotlight real quick. I got two guys I want to bring up, um, both on the defense. One filling an unexpected role after RJ's injury with uh, Nick Emmanuel. That you know, obviously, mm-hmm. we've talked about him prior in our conversations. We've always been big on him. I mean, I was right. big on him when he was at Irmo High School. Criminally underrated yes, kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Sir. Um, yes, and then, sir. of course, Mokaba. Yes, Mokaba sir. Doing what he needed to do. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And you can't say enough about those guys. I mean, they really, really showed out. And like I said, Emiwari being a freshman coming in, we all knew he was going to take some meaningful snaps this year, but I don't know if we thought it'd be as early as it was. And right. that fourth down stop, that was absolutely huge. Yes, sir. Changed the game. It did. It did. Because if Georgia State scores on that drive, who knows where that's going to go. I, I, I'm exactly. serious. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Now, um, like I said, good win. Um, good to beat Coach Elliott, of course. Uh, his, his players are rather salty after that game. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's it is, it is what it is. Like, Shoot, he was too. Over. Oh, yeah. Of course. He was He was salty. I was like, yeah. wow. I, I didn't think it would be that salty, but – he showed me different. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. If he didn't lose to the Citadel, we wouldn't be in this conversation anyway. That's a fact. That's a, fact. <laughs> That's a huge fact. I hate, I hate talking about that game. Uh, what, what all right. Now, yeah, I know. But now pushing into Arkansas. At Arkansas, it's an 11 o'clock kickoff. 11 o'clock in the morning. Absolutely horrible. Uh, Can you imagine horrible. getting up to tailgate for that? <sighs> Oh, 7 so, a.m. So to be there to there. tailgate. I'm so yeah. happy I'm not there. Traffic, yeah. traffic is going to be gridlocked at 9 a.m., 10 a.m. in Arkansas. Uh, what is it? 9, work eight, day? Eight, yeah, 8 to 9 a.m. <laughs> <It's laughs> Imagine. Oh, my God, that's horrible. God, I'm just I'm glad. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that. No. You and and both. <laughs> and, you know, I was looking at attendance right now, and it doesn't seem to be the best for Arkansas right now. Arkansas fans are looking anywhere between fifty to 60,000 fans or less to show up to this game. That's what I need. But you know what? That's going to work out better for us. It's yeah. going to work out. Oh, That's gonna, because you, because they cannot replicate what those, what those kids played in last week. You can't mm-hmm. replicate that. Nope. No, you can't. That's sad. Yeah, I know. They had more fans for the Cincinnati game than what they got for playing the SEC game. That's okay with me, though. Yeah, I'm good with that. Not all it is about right now. Can our boys wake up? Mm -hmm. Right. Can we get up? Can we get dressed? Can we get ready to go? Mm -hmm. Because 
South Carolina is going to come in, obviously, with the advantage of the defensive line, but also with the safety play. Arkansas yes, is confirmed to be without two of their starting safeties. Mm-hmm. Huge. And one that was an absolute playmaker, baller, that could probably probably be um, the best safety in the SEC and not one of the best in the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. So it's all going to come down to you as, as you know, Q and, and as Senna, we've all said. The trenches tomorrow. If South Carolina wins in the trenches, that opens the passing game up for unlimited possibilities. Um, And and Spencer, no, and and that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. He wants that. Spencer wants Mm -hmm. that. And if we get, if we can push the ball down the field, hey, just like Sin said, we win up front, we push that ball down the field, we are headed home to a top 25 matchup next week. Yeah. Yeah. If we it get this win, degrees. it may be 100 degrees, but you're talking a top 25 <laughs> sold-out matchup next week. Yep. You're staring down the barrel at it. Yeah. And one team will be battle-tested and one team won't be. I think mm-hmm. that's also going to be underrated with mm-hmm. that matchup as well. I like that. I like that assessment a lot. You got to think about those. Th- these are things, and just like we talked about all offseason, how do these kids want it? And, and honestly, what I've seen, there there is a different team than some of the teams we've had in the past. This team wants it because this team wants – they understand what's on the line. And right. as as people who are following some things, we understand what's on the line. Because a two and zero start going into that Georgia game, it, it it's gonna look different in that stadium to a yeah. lot of people's eyes, including recruiting. Oh yeah, especially recruiting mm-hmm. with this have coming up. Mm-hmm. The class after that, um, there is a lot of things that are turning right now that are headed South Carolina's way, and the battle mm-hmm. of the trenches is where this comes down to. And those guys understand it. Those guys have heard the noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they've absolutely heard it all, and they they know you know how big of a battle this is going to be. You know, South Carolina has done a lot of work there, mm-hmm. and it just you know I, I feel like I feel like South Carolina is going to do better than what most people think. Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to put it that way. Yeah, we're going to put it that way. So I do agree with that. So I was just I was just going over um the Arkansas and Cincinnati game from last week. Mm-hmm. So the score ended up being 31-24. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, before I say anything, I still believe Cincinnati is a very good team, okay? They are a very a very good team. Mm-hmm. But you but we just have to call it how it is, okay? They lost every. They lost everyone. They lost mm-hmm. a their starting quarterback, who might end up being the starter halfway through the season for the Falcons. They lost mm-hmm. a a top ten defensive back. Mm-hmm. And they lost um, so many other people, like a defensive end that that uh, that got drafted that is has a whole bunch of potential. They lost a whole like offensive line, and they lost. They, think, bought, a they back. lost another one too. Another corner. Yeah. Another corner. Yeah. They, they yep. went opposite of Fox. Yeah, so they lost a lot of a lot of players. Now, like I said, 
they're still a good team. Luke Fickwit is an elite coach and he's killing it over there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you lose all of those players and you're Arkansas and you are facing a Cincinnati team, it's still Cincinnati, but they are a very good team. Um, how, and you only win 31 to 24 and it's not that convincing. Mm-hmm. Arkansas. You got to look at the penalties too. Yeah. You got to look at the penalties too, man. Ar- they, there was yeah. there yeah. was a couple things that happened in that yeah. game that were questionable. Yeah, and I so, feel like you know. Yeah, so look, so Arkansas and and Cincinnati, both two very good teams, but are we? And I don't want to sound like a homer, but could we be over hyping Arkansas, or was that just a week one? Fallacy and on um, like week four, if these two teams played, they would be on like forty five to like twenty seven or something like that, or or twenty one. Because I thought that Arkansas was going to get go into this game and just whoop them, because Cincinnati lost so many people, and this is their first game. I mean, I don't hot know. Hot take, hey, hot take. Cincinnati, Cincinnati could have won that game by two touchdowns. I mean. Hot take, man. They had I mean, them, but the thing was, I mean, they should have. Week one mistakes. Honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you they think you, it's week one things? It's it's week one mistakes that that cost Cincinnati that that situation. I think it's a mixture of both. You could you could literally say it's a mixture of both because at the end of the day, Arkansas is a big team and that's a good team, 100%. but at the same time, you guys came out bloody. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all came out. Bloody after that game, Man. and so let's see how well you how how bad have, or how much have you licked your wounds and are ready to go, because no matter what, it may be it may be eleven a.m. there, but it's still noon in Eastern. Those kids are coming from Eastern time zone over there, mm-hmm. so that's that. It, it, at the end of the day, tomorrow is going to be well, like like my man said, when y'all hear this, it'll be t- it'll be today. It will be a matter of who wants it more. Because I love after this game, I'm rooting for Arkansas. I think anyone, oh, I think anyone on here is rooting for Arkansas completely after this game. Absolutely. Because I love Sam Pittman. I love what yep. he's done. Mm-hmm. I love Browse and what he's done with that offense. And I love Barry Odom and how he schemed his defense. Big Barry Odom But tomorrow – Big Barry Odom guy. He, I did not feel like he deserved to lose a Missouri job, but that's another story for another – I'll say is right here. <laughs> hey man, I, just, I feel like the man, the man, the man just didn't produce on offense. I, I, I'm hey, a fan of his man. Look, I, hey, hey, look, look. I think he is a more likable and a better Will Muschamp. Okay, but yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I think he is. He is a top but, three defensive coordinator, but I, I'm not gonna hire him as a head coach. No. Fair enough. But I do think it's a battle of wills tomorrow. Yep. And with them licking their wounds, and they and I, a lot of people don't realize, Arkansas did have to replace some key, key people. Yeah, but they returned almost everybody except for, like, Traylon Burks and, well, like, his safety or two. Other than that, they – I mean, they brought everyone back. KJ is – he is still there. I mean, Rocket Sanders is an absolute menace – Trey Knox, yeah. who, bro, they, did you know that uh, Trey Knox, you know, wide receiver, right, is is technically their starting tight end. 
Like that's why. Yeah. Like they move him around so much, and then keep running Jaden Hasselwood. I mean, Warren Thompson is still. There. I mean, they. Yeah. They they have weapons, which is why this the defensive line needs to have another dominant performance so that it can help out that back seven because they're going to be running a lot. And that back seven is going to be flying. They're not missing anybody on offense, are they? They they're not missing no none of their offensive people, are they? What so. did are both the running backs? So I, I could have swore that one of the running backs wasn't going to be. I, I don't know if he played the first game or not. I completely missed. He that. didn't. I think the other guy, but he's back for this one. I think. Okay, I, I didn't know because I I could have swore I saw that he was, one of them wasn't going to be back and for for a little while. Yeah. Um. But I, yeah, I, maybe yeah, I misread uh, that. Yeah. I, I don't know. But. Cam Smith definitely has his hands full with Hasselwood tomorrow, but I, I definitely believe he'll he'll beat that. You know, he'll he'll yeah. be able to handle that matchup, of course. Um, yeah. As far as a regular, you know, other guys, will they step up and do what they need to do? I mean, that Rush looked good, you know, against Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Yep. You know. Let's see. Is I he would, good uh... to go? Is he good yeah. to go? Tomorrow is he good to go? That's another question I have. See, I don't know about y'all, but I really want Cam Cam Smith. Uh, I went to see him back on the perimeter, and then you know Agreed. slide David Spalding yeah, or right yeah. Dial or whoever in at nickel because when it was Rush and Cam, I mean it, those two guys were just unreal last year, and I mean maybe that that maybe they will do that, and that they were just kind of. You know, given Marcellus uh, dial some, you know, reps, um, giving them a start out there. Um, but I would really love to see them switch that because Cam is just different on the perimeter. He's just different, man. Or, or do you move? Or do you move? Other person I like Banks. You put Banks at nickel. Yeah. Yeah. You could put Banks out there. Point. You point. could put Banks. He, Banks. he did play very Banks well. Banks can play. He he mm-hmm. he has those kind of instincts. You move him to nickel, things could happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely possible. Um. Yeah, I like so. I I feel like our defense will be ready to go tomorrow, but it's all going to come down to our offensive line and how they want to block. Now, my question for our is Jabil Smith obviously getting him back? How prudent is he when it comes to the blocking game? I mean, he was able to, you know, pr- pretty good at blocking when he was at Wake Forest. So Huge. maybe he makes that difference, guys. Huge. Yeah, no. Huge. I mean, I, I was looking at his film and what he did prior and, you know, things that I've heard in camp and everything. And I just, I feel like getting CBS back is, is going to be a difference maker. Then. Most people didn't really think was coming. Huge. I agree with you. Um, 110% agree with you on that. Huge. Because at the end of the day, you got to have a solid back that's back there able to do the blocking scheme that you need to give Spencer that extra second, maybe mm-hmm. two, to get the ball off and get it to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to get those bruiser yards. You got to get those things have to happen. And that's that's what he provides. Mm-hmm. That's what he provides. Yeah, I mean, we, 
you can't expect. I mean, I saw one of the play or somebody made a comment about Juju is blocking. Come on, man. Juju's not gonna be able to block this massive man that's two times the size. Yeah. I mean, that's not what that's not what Juju is. So And that's what that's not what we should expect anyways. I don't understand why exactly. people expect those things. Uh, he, know, he knows how to play his role. Juju's role is to get out in space and get some yards. Yep. Be electric. Exactly. That's his job. Mm-hmm. Not to be a blocker. No. A pass blocker on on critical downs. That's not his job. Right. Right. I, I, I don't know, man. I'll, going back to the offensive line, you know, looking back at Georgia State game, I, I feel like South Carolina really did clean up the pass blocking. You know, obviously the run blocking needs help. But I feel like the pass blocking, it was definitely cleaned up, and it, and it's, it was good to see going mm-hmm. into this Arkansas game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I was wondering on on their injuries, um, and uh, I have their injury report that was uh, posted yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, out right now is a backup quarterback, don't care. Um, and then a defensive tackle who is, I believe, yeah, so he is also a non-starter guy. So okay, so out. I don't care about those guys. Um, and then obviously the safety, uh, Jalen. Uh, I don't know how to say that last name, and I'm not going to take the time to sound it out it's like a third grader. <laughs> and then there's starting nickelback Miles Slusher. Is mm-hmm. he is out? And then questionable um, uh, is a running back and office lineman who don't really play. So. Mm-hmm. So long story short, it's looking like these two secondary guys are pretty much the only two like real contributors that they will be missing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're fully healthy. Yeah, and they have a transfer from Georgia. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And apparently, he was pretty solid. But yeah. you know, you still lose you know one of your starters. I mean, sure, you get you know you have depth there to an extent. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that kid that they lost, I mean. He he was all SEC. Yeah, mm-hmm. he sure it's was. Gonna, it's gonna make a difference, man. Like, and, and the Arkansas fans have even said that they're like, "Oh, yeah. you know, losing him, it's a game changer." And like I said, you, you get Rattler gets time tomorrow. If he's not running for his life every down, which some some downs he, of course, he's gonna do what he needs to do to extend the play with his legs. He loves doing that. We've seen what he, we can see what he could do. I mean, hell, that. Pass to Jalen Brooks mm-hmm. and the catch by him was just ridiculous. That was wild. That was, that was a yeah. pass too. That was on oh, the yeah. money. That was on the money. Absolutely. And I mean, we really, you know, people that didn't watch the game were like, "Oh, Spencer rather play the garbage." I mean, you didn't watch the game first of all, and the only—I mean, he was really only responsible for one int that he forced a little too much. You know, yeah. I agree I, with that. You know, the only the, the the first one was off Brown's hands, and you know, I was, you know, it, it happens. So, I feel like Rattler can really open it tomorrow, and I I just feel good about it, guys. You yeah. know, I I feel good about it. I'm not, you know, prior to the season, me personally, I didn't predict us winning this game. I thought we may lose it, we lose by a possession, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, anything can happen, guys. Anything can happen. Uh, yep. It's all on the offensive line. Yeah. So, I mean, keys to the game, guys, are y'all 
based off figuring based off offensive line is, is the the massive key. Offensive line, defensive line, and uh, mm-hmm. and and I think I think it comes down to that the the trenches like we've said before, offensive line, defensive line, um, quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, how how are you? How is Spencer comparing up to KJ and how how they both take flow of the game? Because the one that can take the command of the game is going to take over the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I and and seeing if guys continue to step up and play their roles, do we continue mm-hmm. to add depth? Um, we we've looked at it. Uh, that was one key over the summer. Hey, we were trying to add depth to safety. We we obviously had it mm-hmm. um, within with two freshmen. Um, we were adding depth to the corner position. Uh, when you have Banks, um, hoping hopefully you can see Nelson. Them a linebacker group has shown up big. Right. Um, so do you do that? Do our tight ends step up a little bit more in this game? That's something I want to see. Jaheim Bell, Stogner. I need both mm-hmm. of you guys to step up more. You know, have good games. So mm-hmm. let's let's. I think those are some keys right there. But definitely, once again, it, it goes back to those trenches, man. It goes back both ways. Now, would y'all say this? Like, let's say for example. We come out flat, you know, today. We come out flat. Not only is, you know, I say the defense. It's not going to be on the defense in this game. But let's say the play calling is abysmal on the offense. Do we make a change sooner than later when it comes to the offensive coordinator position? Do do we let Freddie Kitchens and possibly take over? See, I would let Freddie – take over instantly and I would have Marcus sit if that happens. But I think the smart thing, honestly, if, if, if we come out flat and we're just horrible. Okay. And then we go up next week against Georgia. Okay. I don't care. Look, miracles do happen, but I really do think that Georgia is still a top two, top three team in the country. I still have them going to the national championship. They could easily not easily, but they could win it, and I would not be surprised. I don't know why people are hating on Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're going to get three, four, four losses. They showed you on Saturday why they are still who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to get absolutely boat raced by them. Okay, but that's just because of how good they are, not by how bad we are, but how good they are. They're still disgusting. And then at after that game – that's if a change was to me to be made, I would make it after the Georgia uh, game. Let Freddie go in there, do what he needs to uh, do, and he has a couple of weeks against some easier opponents that he can just kind of change this here, change that there, blah blah blah. And obviously, you still have to prepare for every single opponent just the exact same way. But I mean, come on, we should mm-hmm. beat these teams just based on our talent alone. So he could put more work into how are we going to look for the rest of the season, not right now. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I, I, yeah. I genuinely could be behind that, and I could see that. Um, and, I mean, it's up to Sat, man. Sat yeah. knows what's on the line. <laughs> Sat knows what's on the line. Absolutely. And, and if I was him, and if I was him, uh, I would I would definitely be coaching because – True. Contrary to what was going on when other coaches were here, uh, you have to you have to understand and you have to you have to know without a shadow of a doubt. I'm saying that clear as day, without a shadow of a doubt, 
Beamer is not putting his hands and telling people what they need to run and what they don't need to run. Mm-hmm. That's not Beamer's style. He wants to uh he genuinely wants to be that kind of be that kind of CEO. Mm-hmm. And so Sat, if you can't yeah, if you if you want if you want your job, you have to coach like you want your job. So that's that's where he is. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I mean like I said, we we've all you know, come to the conclusion that, you know, even before the game, you know, against Georgia State, we all knew that that play wasn't going to get opened up very, very wide for Georgia State. Absolutely not. You know, but, but like I said, you better open that playbook all the way you can on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, today, because, you know, Arkansas is a hell of a team. You know, they're, they're, they're very strong on defense, even though they're going to be out those two guys, What you know, whatever. I mean, still, they know what they're doing. Sam Pittman's a hell of a coach. Yep. They're, they're going to be ready. So, you just like I said, if South Carolina were to come up flat, then I'll feel very different this time tomorrow about, you know, Satterfield going forward. Um, you know, I, I, obviously, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, he had all the time in the world to prepare for that game. I, you know, we can all agree on that. Yep. Um, and he had all the time to prepare for Georgia State, which they did what it, what was needed. Yep. Now, like I said, if they come out flat tomorrow and the offensive line is blocking, but they run these short, small screens and they just run the, the, these ridiculous screens, these small plays, and on up the open up the middle, then we have a problem. I think we have a problem. So, I think we're on agreement there. Yep. But but like ten percent. Like I said, we're not we're not expecting that to happen. We're not expecting Satterfield to call a bad game or anything like that. We're hoping for the best. But like I said, if something were to happen, change will need to be made sooner than later. Yep. Um, you know. Now looking forward from there, Georgia, I believe it's Charlotte, SC State, or SC State and Charlotte. And you get with Kentucky, right? And then you hit the bye week and you get AM, and then you move on from there. So mm-hmm. South Carolina's got time, but if if the offense is, you know, having trouble, they need to figure it out figure it out now. So I agree. like I said. And, I, and that's all this is all just speaking. It's not saying that this is an issue right now. Like I said, you know, we, we've talked about this. So we'll see. You know, we, we hope for the best today. We hope these guys are going to come out and, you know, come out strong. Yeah. Are there any, you know, besides the trenches, are there any key guys that you guys are looked at, looking at for this game to really to step up, to step their game up, or to really just keep an eye out for in this game? Definitely linebacker against KJ. Mm-hmm. Linebackers mm-hmm. against KJ, containing KJ, containing that run game, containing KJ. Making you know, making sure he understands that you have your eyes on him, you're doing what you need to do, and then we go from there. Right. And uh, I mean, the linebackers are just going to have to play the greatest game that they've ever played. I mean, because you have, like, uh, like Q said, you have KJ. He can run pass. He can do it all. They have a Rocket Sanders who he can run it. They can they put him out in the slot. He can go out wide. He can do it all. They have multiple wide. Receivers who will be coming in 
Um, they will, will be cutting through the middle all game long. I mean, these linebackers, they have to go absolutely crazy. They have to, I mean, Brad Johnson, Debo Williams, Mo Caba. These guys are super athletic. They are super talented. They have mm-hmm. to do what they need to do to help the rest of the uh, uh, defense um, just focus on their assignments. Like those three guys, they have to run absolutely wild. It is uh, – now, I know this is 2022, but let's just call it how it is. These three guys, they need to play kill the man with the football, okay? Mm-hmm. That old little elementary school uh, 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 game where the person who has the ball, you just go straight at them. You just – don't even think, just go and get them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, th- these linebackers. I'm not saying that the game's on them because it's not. I think it's on the offensive line. But for the defensive side, they have so much that is going to be on their hands, and they have to be willing to accept it and to excel. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I'd say to this point, I mean, it's a good yeah. – Looking back at Georgia State, I mean, South Carolina faced a similar quarterback. I'm not saying he's as talented as Gage Jefferson, not even close. No. But the fundamentals are about near the same, the same way the kid plays the game. Um, And South Carolina did a great job of doing just that, containing the quarterback, doing what they Mm -hmm. needed to do there. Obviously, KJ can throw a hell of a lot better than the quarterback from Georgia State. But um, it is still, you, you, you contain the quarterback, you do what you need to do, and you set yourself up right. So, you know, South Carolina does that with those linebackers. I mean, you're obviously going to get the – you're going to get a one-up on them. Now, I guess, that, like I said, well, this is when it really comes into play too with this running game. You know, our, our, our running backs have to break, man. They have to break out big. They have to get that game going. We're not going to mm-hmm. win the game. And I agree. We're not going to win today. They got it. We got to get rushing yards. We got to open up the pass game. We got to do what we got to do. Mm-hmm. We got to play a good game. We got to have a good mm-hmm. solid plan. We got to have everybody up ready to go and let's play game. Let's play ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Beamer Ball is going to once again come into position here. Um, you know, some of the guys that we need to see step up on offense this week, um, man, one of the big ones is Josh Spann. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we've heard that, you know, about his all season one of the best. But uh, we all know what Josh, Yeah, we all know what he can do. I mean, he's yeah. he knows what he can do. Yeah, so he's got to step up. Yeah, well, he has to because this is it for him. This, If he wants a professional football career, he needs to step it up even more this season. I'm not saying that he had a bad season last year because he did. He stepped up last season. But – You've got other weapons around you that are going to be very active here soon. Once you get Corey Rucker back, which, by the way, let's not forget, he was a Blitzing, uh, Blitzenkoff Award uh, recipient mm-hmm. or um, was on the awards mm-hmm. list at one point. Yep. There's a reason for that. So he needs to get it into gear in this game. Yeah. To give Rattler a reason, hey, throw it my way. Correct. You know, because, you know, your, your quarterback's not going to try to hit you. If you're not giving giving it all, you know you're all, and he knows that. I agree. I don't agree with that. So we got to see more from him. I don't know what happened to Dak in the Georgia State game. I I, I don't know what happened.
He had a calf injury. He had a calf okay. injury. Okay, that's so, yeah, really he should be good. Yeah, he had to, he was chilling for just be. I think we'll see more of him this game. Yeah, yeah, okay, that well, makes sense. You know, let's see Brown line up in the slot some more, man. Like, let's uh-huh. let's get these guys where they're the that they're strongest. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, got to block well on the perimeter too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if. We get our playmakers open in the middle. I mean, man, all bets are off. Nope. I mean, like like I said, I, I don't have us winning this game, and I'm not saying we won't win. The, that that was me coming in the season. Now that was that wasn't yeah after watching Georgia State and us play. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Arkansas is a a tough opponent. I feel like Arkansas is a tough place to play. But mm-hmm. all that being said, eleven o'clock kickoff. You know. That's going to play a part in this. And, you know, as we kind of talked about, the game against Cincinnati was not the best showing after everything that they lost. So, I feel like South Carolina has a great, great chance in this one. Great chance. I agree. Absolutely. And, uh, look, to uh, to to uh, impersonate one of my favorite sports media personalities, um, Stephen A. Smith. I, uh, I believe that South Carolina will score the most points, but I believe that Arkansas will ultimately win the game. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And if you don't understand what that is from, there's a viral Twitter, um, little clip where he says that he believes that the Chargers will score the most points in the NFL this week, but he picks the Raiders to beat the Chargers this week. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith. What a he's a wild yep. one. Yeah. Yep. He wild for even saying that. But yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with this game, though. That's yeah. where I am with this one. Yeah. Um, guys, any final thoughts about this one? Let's go out there and let's see what we got. That's all yep. I got for you. We'll see what we got. We will see what happens, and I'm ready to uh, to either be overly excited and start believing that we will beat Georgia, or I will be drinking heavily. Actually, <laughs> either way, I will be drinking yeah. heavily. There's so. really no there was be no in between. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I hear you. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys hopping on this episode of the fame. Uh, from A to Z podcast with famously Garnet. Um, you know, guys, go ahead and plug yourselves in real quick where they can follow you all if they don't already follow you now. Yeah, look, um, I'm just going to have you uh, – if you want to see some some horrible Gamecock, Yankee, OKC, Thunder content, um, you can follow me at Cinderella underscore SC on Twitter, okay? I, uh, I do a whole bunch of – whole bunch of array of sports and things like that so there you go <laughs> yeah and your boy q here you follow me at uh keyserton on twitter q u i s e r t o n keyserton and uh we have uh if you want to know some things about gamecock football and Yankee baseball houston rocket basketball you just mm-hmm. follow Philly, Philly Eagles, whatever, man. But um, you'll see a little more content about what we have going on, and uh, let's just rock it from there. Appreciate you, man, for having us on, man. Yes, oh, sir. Thank you, thank you. Having us on, man. 
Yeah, man. No, absolutely. Y'all came up clutch, man. Appreciate y'all. Like I said, follow my guys, man. They're, they're good followers on Twitter. Know a lot about the game. Very, you know, respectful guys out there, man. And like I said, they know what they're talking about. So, you got, you got a lot of talking heads on Twitter. Don't know exactly what they're saying. Don't know the game as well. Mm. It's not, not not the case with these two. So, like I said, follow, hit them up, man. Like I said, I appreciate you guys listening to uh, to this podcast, this episode. A little different than normal. Like I said, we'll get Arthur back here soon. Thanks for listening from A to Z. Go Cox. Let's get this win.